podcast of Antioch Church in Colorado Springs. If you've been impacted by this ministry and would like to support the work we're doing in Colorado Springs, you can give online at our website, antiochcos.com. We hope that the Lord ministers to you through this message. Because I, I want to get straight to the meat of um, something that's very, very special. I believe it's very special. I believe it's also very unique, and I also believe it's very necessary for who we are as, as a people, of who we are as Antioch Church. Um, about nine years ago, uh, we sat down together as a leadership team. It was a very sparse leadership team. And for about an entire year, for the entire year of 2010, the church was just handed off to Christy and me. And we sought the Lord to say, Lord, what, what did you just put in our lap? And how are we to steward this well? And who are we to become? And that vision is still unfolding and expanding. We're still learning more about who we're called to be as a people. But there were three words that emerged in 2010. And Dan will remember this well. You know, Dan, Christie, and me, and Martha, and Melissa Richardson met in my kitchen at that black table there for literally every week for an entire year. We would pray, we'd process, we'd talk through uh, particular words that we felt like God was leading us into. And these three words emerged, awaken, equip, and send. That those three words became missional targets. They became objectives. They became marching orders for us. And we have prayed into those things almost every day for the past nine years since God has entrusted. We are praying that when you come to Antioch, that there is something that lays a hold of you and something is awakened. Something about the reality and the nature and the goodness of God. Something about this dynamic life in the spirit. Something about this kingdom that he's inviting us into. That it would literally be like you were asleep one moment and you opened up your eyes and you realized there was a whole new world. And we pray that and we recognize that we can partner with that. But there, is only, there are only certain things that the whole, it needs the Holy Spirit breathing and moving on us to cause us to come out of darkness into light and have revelation, to have an understanding. Oh my goodness, there, there is so much more to this thing called God and church and Christianity. We also believe that we're called to equip people. We're, we're called to put resources and tools into your hands. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 into 16 says that one of our primary jobs is to equip you, you, the saints, the people of God for your work of service. You have a work of service. You have a space. You have a sphere. You have a mountain. You have a field that you're called to occupy and to bring the reality of the kingdom of God into that space. And, and we are studying and laboring and praying and collaborating and learning so that we can in some way put tools into your hands that help you to be a royal priesthood in the places that God has called you to be. That's very important here at Antioch. But all this comes to a culmination in this word sending. And there's two dynamics to this concept of send because when we get together every week and we respond to the invitation of the Holy Spirit to be his people and to sit under the teaching of the word, to pray prayers of intercession for the world, to come and receive grace at the table, every week we're participating with that, that sending mission. 
We're sending you out every week, sending you to your neighborhood, sending you to your coworkers, your spheres of influence. Today, we sent a team, and that team will come back. But then there are times when we send into another region, or we send into another assignment, or we send to plant a work and to break ground and to do something new. And it just is so fitting that one of the sons of our house, that a man that I've known for 17 years, a man that I've labored with for 14 years here, guys, so much of what we see is because of the faithfulness of this man and this woman behind the scenes to give and to serve and to love and to plan and to pray and to stay when other people left and to, to be a sounding board for me, sometimes in an unhealthy way when I was just bleeding out and Dan would sit there and, and just let me bleed out and still love me and still cover me and still protect me and still keep his heart pure towards me and towards this people. Several weeks ago, I feel honestly that the Lord was stirring both of our hearts and and just using time and circumstance, using so many different factors to, to begin to call Dan out into some unknown territory. And, and there was two passages of scripture that have come to my mind as I've processed this. And I want to just read them to you uh, to give us a little bit of frame of reference. The first is in Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. By the way, Dan is going to share his heart and share some wisdom with us. And then after he does that, we're going to have the elders come forward and we're going to lay hands on the entire Anderson family. And we're going to commission them with faith. I've been praying all morning long for two things. I've been praying for faith in the house to send them into their next assignment. That there would be a legitimate spirit of unity, a unity of mind like Leon was praying this morning that we could rally behind the purposes of God for them. And the second thing that I've been praying for all morning long is that those who have particularly been in church ministry that did not have a healthy transition, I want to pray for you at the end of our service. Because I believe that there is something that is happening here in the way that he and I have both chosen to do this. And we've essentially said the first and foremost thing that is on our radar is we want to honor God in the way that we walk this out. And Dan, I can say that you have honored the Lord in the way that you've walked this process out. Number two, we're devoting time and space here in this service because I want to honor Dan. And I want to honor the man that he has been for you and for me and the man that he has been for us. And then I want to honor you, Antioch. I think there's something that happens in us as a people. And I think when we see good and healthy transitions, it gives us a goal and a model. And it says that, that is what it should look like. That's what we're going to fight for. That's what we're going to stay in the yoke for. We're not going to allow bitterness and division and envy and offense and all those things to creep into this culture and into this family. We're going to fight to have healthy send-offs and healthy transitions. And so there's something that's being woven into the fabric of this family, even in the way that we're choosing to do things today, and that's important to us. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, go from your people, and go from your father's household to the land that I will show you. You don't know what it is yet, but as you follow me and you take steps, you're going to find out what that is. 
And Dan, I've been praying that in these next two months while you're on sabbatical, man, that you're gonna have some clarity and some vision and some direction that literally determine the trajectory of the rest of your life that your kids are gonna reap from the direction that you get in the yoke of solitude with God here in these next two months. And you're gonna hear the, vo- the voice of the Lord clearly. You're gonna know this is the Lord and you're gonna give yourself to it. The other verse is in Acts chapter 13, verse one. Acts chapter 13. And, and this one I think just hits a little bit closer to home for us as a people because I have been praying into this verse since the Lord gave us the name Antioch for this house over 10 years ago. Acts chapter 13, verse one says, now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, verse two, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. We should not think it strange if we are a worshiping and a fasting and a praying people that God will set aside certain people and say, I have a new work for them to do. That should be springing up out of this house. In fact, I prophesy that we'll see this happen more that we will see God begin to highlight certain people. There's a business venture, pull them aside, lay hands on them. Some may stay in the house. Some may go out of the house, church plants. There's just, there's so many things that if we're a worshiping and a praying and a fasting people, God should be spawning new works inside of us. And part of our job as elders and leaders is to discern, God, is this the time and is this the manner and is this the way because we wanna authorize that out of faith and obedience to you. Come on, somebody needs to get excited about this. We're talking about the prophetic destiny of our, of our house, guys. So look at this, verse three. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And this has been happening. We have been fasting and praying into this. We're gonna place hands on them today and good things are gonna come out of this. So Dan, if you'd come on up, man, and just share your heart and your wisdom with us, not for the last time, but, but for today. Well, I... Uh... Well, number one, thank you, uh, Pastor Jade, Pastor Chrissy, and everyone here. Thank you for all that this house has done over the past 14 years. And I want to go ahead and invite my wife to join me uh, this moment. And, you know, I have, I have, you know, notes here because in 14 years, as you can imagine, there's so much that you could share. And, and especially in a situation like this one where God's hand and his faithfulness are so evident, there is just so much you can share. It reminds me of when John, in the book of John, writes that, you know, there is so much that Jesus did. That not all the books, you couldn't, you couldn't fit them in all the books in all the world. And, and now it's just, it's like a continuation of that in our lives. That there's no way I can take, I could take the next series for the next 10 years and talk about this house and what God's doing through this house. And and uh, we would still be here <laughs> pursuing that. So um, I, I've got some notes here, and I'm going to run through those. But uh, before I do, I'd like to invite my wife to share a little bit. Some of you guys uh, were here uh, in the house when Dan started 14 years ago. Some of you have been here since he and I got married 10 years ago. Some of you are new to the house and the body, and um, our relationship has just been getting started. Um, But I just want to say that each and every one of you has such a special place in our heart that um, this this body has been uh, the church body that 
um, I've been at the longest of my entire life. And there's something really special about that. There's really something special about you guys. Um, I've been in a lot of different churches, but this place has a very unique DNA. And it's because of each and every one of you. It's not because of a man or a small group of people, although that's so important, but it's because of what each and every one of you carry. Um, there's been so many times over the years where um, we've poured out, but then you guys have poured back into us. We've taken meals, but you guys have brought us meals. We've prayed, but you've prayed for us. We've prophesied, and you've prophesied over us. And we've received so much here. I would be a completely different person without the spirit of knowing the spirit of sonship, without knowing um, authority and prayer, spiritual warfare, faithful presence, emotionally healthy spirituality. There, are, I could just go on and on and on, but it's because of each and every one of you, and you've just given us so much, and I just want to say thank you for that today. And the verse that comes to mind for me is, freely you have received, now freely give. And I just know in the bottom of my heart that there are a people, a group of people out there who are just waiting for something that's been implanted in us here so that we can give. I just feel that so deep. There is, there's, there's somebody or a group that's just out there waiting for something that we are gonna be able to give, that Dan's gonna be able to give, and we just wouldn't be who we are without you. And so I just wanna thank you all for just being so supportive of us just trying to do our best to follow um, what we feel like the Lord's saying. So, yeah, that's it. That's all, cheers. Not a lot to add, really. Um, as Pastor Jade has mentioned, uh, my, my time here at Antioch has been a journey that's spanned 14 years, and that's a good chunk of my life, um, and 17 years in relationship with Pastor Jade and with Pastor Christy. And as with any journey, uh, I've experienced many highs and many lows, and I've walked through difficulty, and I've walked through great successes, but and this is one of the things that makes this house so special and it makes this couple so special is that through it all, weaving itself was an unshakable joy and faith in God's work and his presence in all of it. You know, over the years, it's been an honor and a joy for me to be a part of serving the missionary heart that God has grafted into this body through Pastor Jade and Pastor Christie's own passion for the nations. Um, I've had this, the joy of seeing Pastor Jade and Christy grow into their calling as the senior pastor uh, and the senior leaders of this organization, sitting under their wisdom and the leadership of their lives and their hearts. And I've had the honor to participate uh, in the growth of this body from Freedom Church, actually from Springs Harvest Fellowship to Freedom Church, and then on into the promised land of Antioch Church. Yeah, it's been pretty powerful. Um, I've had the joy of watching God's faithfulness as we, as a family, uh, weathered the storms that really threatened to shut this church down and close its doors, but we came through the other side stronger in the Lord. I've watched the grafting of new staff members like David and Renee Galvan and the Swindles uh, and the growth of new family members 
uh, as, as they've been crafted into this community, making it the very special place that it is today, as Aaron has so eloquently shared. But while there are so many different things I could hone in on, I think what has made this chapter of my life stand out is the way that Antioch has given itself to the kingdom vision of relationship, of building relationships in such a way that it reflects the faithful relational love that is God. Not very many houses can say that. From everything that I've seen and been a part of here, my family and I, we've grown and we've learned and we've been forever changed and transformed and blessed. But it is the realization of God's love and faithfulness in the relationships that are established in this house that has most changed us. It's formed us into who we are. And this is something that I believe can only be seen over the course of years as God roots us in a locale, as he grafts us into a communal situatedness. If there's anything that I could leave with you today, it's this, be rooted. Be rooted in this community. It is the fruits of the God life that find their expression in such rootedness. It reminds me of Psalms chapter one, where the psalmist writes, uh, those who delight, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who med- meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. You know, the whole idea of season is time. It's time. There's a time frame. There's a waiting. There's a period of time in which you're digging ground and it's difficult and seeds are being planted. There's times by which there's growth, but very little fruit. And then there are times where fruit is yielded in a season. And it only happens because you're rooted. And all the fruits that I've seen in my life that is that has given me hope for tomorrow is because of being rooted in the community of God's people. It says those who delight in the law of the Lord. I think it's important for us to understand understand that the law of the Lord is a communal law. That when God gave the law, it was all about being rooted into the kingdom of God's community. The other day, Pastor Jade and I were just talking and we, we kind of, you know how conversations go, they meander. You know, you're talking about one thing, you're like, oh, I have a question. But by the time you get to the end, you've talked about like 10 different things. So what, where did we even start? But we kind of we landed on just, just talking about the incredible aspects that make Antioch Church what it is. And what occurred to me in that moment was how there is a, there's a, a depth and a breadth to Antioch Church and the people that make up this body that it just far exceeds what you can experience on a single Sunday. And it's only revealed in the consistent application of love, forgiveness, and time. There's something special about this body, but it's only seen when you really give yourself to it. There was a season where Aaron and I, when we got married, and for, uh, for the first, I can't remember, maybe five years of our marriage, we, we kind of were we were kind of in that place where we, we felt like, Lord, we love being here, but we're living in this apartment and, and we're just, 
wherever you want us to go, we'll go. And we'll just, we're ready to jump and go. And, and, and all the verbiage was go, go, go. Until one day the Holy Spirit just spoke to us and said, no, it's about stay, stay, stay. And I remember Aaron and I had a come to Jesus moment. We had to repent and say, Lord, root us into your people. And it's only in that rootedness where we could, we could receive everything that we were going to receive so that we could bear fruit. So that we could ever find ourselves in this place right now, transitioning in such a way as to not sever ourselves from Antioch, but extend the mission in the heart of Antioch into the different facets of this world. So in all of that, there's only, there's only one message that I can share with you, and that is one of gratitude. One by which I can say thank you. Thank you to Antioch. Thank you to Pastor and Jade. Pastor, Pastor and Jade, yes. Pastor Jade and Pastor Christy for being the faithful friends and the pastors that stick closer than a brother. For loving me and my family with the love of God that supersedes easy relationships and it overcomes all the difficulty that kingdom relationships often present. Pastor Jane, Pastor Chrissy, you've shared uh, in our difficulties. You've joined us in our seasons of rejoicing. And the bottom line is, and I, and I wanna say this in front of you guys, in front of this church, because these are the type of pastors that you have and it's important for you to understand who they are but they've been more than just good friends, but they've been family. They've been our defenders when we felt defenseless. They've been a covering. They've been a source of wisdom and hope when I felt hopeless. I, um, I came to Antioch Church in, in the, I moved to Antioch Church and Colorado Springs on December uh, 28th, 2005. And uh, I, had, I had walked through some very difficult seasons of my life leading up to that point concerning ministry. My previous ministry postings were ones that left me wounded. And it was here in Antioch Church that I found healing. And I believe that's a part of the DNA of this house. So many different people I've met over the years who've come from a church or a church experience or church experiences in which they felt burned and isolated and cut off. But it was here that they began to experience healing and hope for tomorrow. And that's a reflection of God through Pastor Jade and Pastor Christy and the staff. It was here that, that uh, as I came here as a single young man, but it was here that I met through my relationships here that I met Aaron, my wife. It was here that we, I became a father. I have three children now. <laughs> Come on now. Now that is something I can get behind. <laughs> but I think about this all the time, all the friendships I've made and all how, what my life looks like today, it, it would never have been what it is without who you are and who they are and what you guys do. I would say, I would like to just say too, I, I think David's in, in children's, but just to say thank you to the Galvans. 
thank the, thanking them for their faithful love and their servant's heart that it's been such a blessing to my family. And, and really, guys, I don't know if I've seen a clearer picture of Jesus washing the disciples' feet than I have through David Galvan. He has showed up at my house. At, it doesn't matter the time of day or night. He will show up if I ask. And many times he'll show up if I don't ask. <laughs> the, guy, the guy just wants to be there for you. And guys, I don't... Ah, don't take that for granted. I'd, I'd like to say a thank you for Jonathan and Bonnie, the swindles. Guys, you're the, just the depth of commitment you have to God, to each other, to us, this body, what you do. Um, for me personally, it's just revealed an aspect of God's character and his love that has been deeply transformative for me. Um, you've walked through so much, but you've walked through it with humility and care. And even when you were hurting, you operated with care for all the body. And that says something about who you guys are. And it just, it, it just opened up my heart towards you and in such a way as to myself be impacted. Say, God, I want to be, I want to be more like that. You know, uh, Martha, is she here today? I don't see her. She is. Um, hey, how are you? It's good to see you. Uh, Martha, I think, I just want to thank you for all that you do for my family and for me. You've been a, a devoted and a constant friend. And it's not always been easy, as relationships are never all easy. Am I right? <laughs> But something about Martha that just needs to be said is she walks with a devotedness that reflects the love of God and how God's love is devoted to us and for us. Antioch Church, I, I just want to thank you for who you all are. You know, when I got married, uh, my wife's from South Carolina, and even there, people from this body traveled all the way to South Carolina just to be a part uh, of my wedding. And that's, I've just, that blows me away. That's a part of the identity of this house. And I just, and I, I want to say this, I want to thank you for being an expression of God's passionate love here in Colorado Springs. And there are innumerable stories of how you have shared in our lives, whether it be the wards, you know, or, and, and I could just go down the list. There's just so many people. And, and as I said, there's just stories beyond counting of your faithfulness and how you've invested into us. And I want to say thank you. And it's my heart and my hope that as Aaron and I are launched from this place, that those investments would bear good returns. Antioch is a special house. For my family and for me, this parting is not a division. It's a multiplication of the spirit and the heart of this house into the earth. But as this relationship will look different, I want to say that we love you. And we pray that God continues to bless you and to love you, 
that he would keep you and cause his grace to manifest in you in new and in dynamic ways, drawing you further into his kingdom purposes. And let me close with this, this one ask. Already people are, they're just being so gracious. They're giving us cards, words of encouragement. But I, I want to make this ask of you. If, if it's in your heart to bless Aaron and I, I would ask you to do it in two ways. One, by giving special tokens and words of love and gratitude to this staff. That, I think, would bless me above all else. You guys don't know the hours of prayer and effort that this staff has, is just pouring out upon you and your extended family and your futures and your situations every day of every week. You don't know. I remember uh, when I was single, I was living with Pastor Jay with a number of other young adults, and I had the, I had the honor. <laughs> My room just happened to be um, in the basement under his office. And guys, I remember one day I woke up on, I was like, I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to sleep in on Saturday. Yes. You know, because as a young man, that is a big deal. Come on. Can I get an Amen. Yeah, as a married man with kids, that's a big deal. (laughs) But I just remember I was woken up early in the morning. And you know what it is that woke me up? There was prayer. There was like this Holy Ghost fire prayer meeting going up and going on in the office above me. And my first thought was, really? (laughs) I I was like, seriously, come on. But then you just lay there and you're listening. And I'm, and then guys, I'm assuming that he didn't know I was listening. <laughs> it's not like he was standing at the little vent going, maybe, maybe he'll learn from this. In Jesus' name! Holy Spirit, just clean that bathroom in Jesus' name. No, but in all seriousness, he was just pouring his, his heart out, praying for the people of, for at the time, I believe it was Freedom Church, praying for uh, young adults. I mean, he just crossed the board. Guys, this guy's a prayer warrior, and he's just praying. And that is a reflection of this staff praying their heart, their love, their passion for you. So take time to express gratitude to them. And then the second way that you can express love and care for me and Aaron is by doing the same for one another. And and I want this to be something that happens, you know, obviously this is something that we believe that the body is meant to be, and that we see, but just take the next month or two months and just write special notes to one another, expressing gratitude for one another, for this church. Just, if you want to bless me and Aaron, that's the way to do it. Please, express your love for us by expressing your love for one another. Andy, at church, thank you so much for all that you do, all that you are. Thank you for loving my wife and my kids. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for sending us into a dynamic future by which God is going to love more people. Amen.
Nailed it. Nailed it. Dan, Aaron, come on up here if you would. And if you if you want to bring your kids up here, you can. Or I'll let you make that call. John, you guys would just stand here front and center. You guys would just stand here front and center. It's amazing seeing literally 17 years kind of flash by in a in a moment. I have to I have to tell the story. I've got to tell these two stories for those of you guys who aren't aware. Um, but Dan and I, Dan and I met clipping limbs in Juarez, Mexico. Um, we're out, you know, in this tree, both of us hanging off of this tree. And uh, we had other people around, but mostly he and I were doing the work as well as making everybody laugh. And I was out there to train ORU missions team leaders, of which Dan was one of those in 2002. And uh, our hearts just immediately got knit together. And in, uh, I feel bad for the other 80 people that were there. But, I mean, literally from that day forward at, in, in Mexico, it was like nobody else existed. We'd seek each other out and sit next to each other and talk about what it was like being half-breeds with Korean moms. And they're all the same. They're all the same. The multiple refrigerators getting spanking with spoons. Um, yeah, 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 the house smelling like kimchi, taking the shoes off. Yeah, all of it, right? And it's like we just had this just immediate bond. It was like I was an only child, and it was kind of like a brother I never had. And um, Dan immediately came over to the church that I was a youth pastor at at that time, and he just jumped in. He said, hey, how can I help? And, uh, and he helped out from March to probably about June, and then he got called away into the Seattle region to go serve as an associate youth pastor. He's been in ministry almost, I mean, what now? Almost 20 years now, right? Almost, probably 18, something like that. And then we lost touch with each other. And long story short, in that time that he moved away, Christy and I moved from Tulsa to Colorado Springs to become the youth and college pastor here. And we went back to Tulsa on a whim, kind of on a whim trip. And it was just an overnighter. So we drove all the way 10, 10 to 12 hours to Tulsa, uh, showed up at an outreach that we helped start there, and then we were, we were, we got up the next morning to drive back, and there was a massive blizzard that took place in Kansas, so we couldn't drive back to Colorado. So we just decided to go to our favorite coffee shop. Well, behind the scenes, a few weeks earlier, I was at a conference taking inventory of the key relationships in my life, which I do on a regular basis, take uh, inventory of these key relationships, pray for them and pray for God to grow them. And Dan's name was on that list in my journal. And I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't know how to get in touch with this guy. I, uh, this was pre-cell phones. And I said, man, will you, will you help reconnect us? Pre-Facebook, free my, pre-MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. You young people, yeah. <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, he was praying that same prayer. In fact, he prayed it that exact same morning. So Christy and I, when we found out we couldn't drive back to Colorado, we drove into this coffee shop. We walked in the door, and Dan was in there. He looked up, and it was, it was like, and that morning, he prayed, God, would you reconnect me with Jay Duncan? That morning. Just unbelievable. And that was in 2004. That was, uh, what's my math, 15 years ago, right? And so he was finishing up his degree at ORU. I was training. I was continuing to train teams and team leaders through the ORU missions program. And I said, Dan, why don't you join us and be in our team to help us train people um, or these missionaries, which is how he met Aaron a few years later. And um, where this particular camp was, it was out in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. And we'd have to drive in about 20 minutes to do these midnight snack runs. 
And one particular night, Dan and I, and there were, there, were, there were three other guys there. Christy was with us. And we drove into Wagner, Oklahoma. Probably, you know, a population of whoever worked at Walmart was the population of Wagner, Oklahoma. Yeah, seriously. And, uh, you know, there was a Love's in a, in a Walmart in Wagner. And so we, you know, we're doing our midnight snack run. And we are talking and dreaming about this. We were dreaming about church. We were dreaming about church planting. We were dreaming about raising up leaders to go to the nations. We, were, we just were dreaming about the kind of church that we wanted to be a part of. And man, right there in aisle nine of Walmart, right in the chip section, we all grabbed hands and I said, guys, we got to pray into this right now. I mean, it's like midnight and, we, and there's a prayer meeting. We literally grabbed hands in a circle. Yeah, and we just shandala it up, man. We were praying, God, in the name of Jesus, would you make this happen? Seriously, praying in the spirit and all, like raising voices. And we were just like, God, send us and yoke us and link us and knit us together and help make this possible. And man, I'm telling you, I mean, what we have sewn into the fabric of this the past 14 years, it's never, it's not been easy at times, most times. It's not been easy a lot of the times, especially in the beginning. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm kind of speaking of a different era. But, man, I'm telling you, man, the Lord has built something so deep and strong in us. And, man, we're living the dream. We're still living the dream, man. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. I want to call the elders up. And, Jonathan, if you would come up here, I want to pray over these guys. And we want to, we want to lay it on really, really good. <laughs> But we want to do it quickly because the kids are getting antsy. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody has a phone to take a picture of this, but I think it'd be special to capture this if we could. You're amazing. Would you guys just all stretch your hands forward towards this amazing family? And for, this, for the sake of time, I know we got a lot of capable people who could pray, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and pray today if that's okay. Father, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Lord, we feel like we're stepping into an Acts 13 moment where your word says that the church at Antioch that was filled with prophets and teachers and God, I believe pastors and apostles and evangelists as well, full of the diversity of the multiplicity of the ministry offices and gifts that were represented there and I believe are represented here in this space. And there was a sending anointing and there was a sending DNA that was on that house it's one of the things that resonated within me when I read that so many years ago and I knew this people needed to be named as Antioch because you have put a diversity and you have put a multiplicity and you have put a sending anointing in this house. And Father, as we look back fondly over 17 years of friendship and 14 years of professional ministry service together, we look forward with even greater fondness. We look forward with greater anticipation and with greater excitement and with greater faith. And Father, I pray today that, um, that even more awakening and activation of the things that you have for Dan and Aaron and Ransom and Mercy and Liam, and Lord, even those that they will raise up, God, I pray for an anointing and a grace to activate and to awaken 
in the name of Jesus. God, when they're around people, when they invite people into their homes, when he preaches and he teaches, when he sits down one-on-one, when he shares in small group settings, when he writes articles and blogs and books, Father, we pray that there would be an awakening anointing on their ministry. Father, we pray for a resourcement and an equipping anointing to be upon them, that everywhere they go, with every person that they interact with, that people are being outfitted and resourced for this kingdom life, resource to be sons and daughters, resource to be leaders, resource to be men and women of God, resource to know their identity in Christ, resource to God to be fathers and mothers in the spirit. Father, we pray that that equipping grace would be upon him, as it says in Ephesians 4, 12, to prepare God's people for works of service. God, we pray that you would activate that equipping anointing on their lives. And Father, as we send them and thrust them out into the next season, the next chapter, as we send them into the next assignment, as we send them, Father, we pray that you would give them everything that they need for this next assignment and for this next season in money and people in resources, in time, in ingenuity, in just rest in their souls. Father, we send them on purpose to purpose. And God, I pray that you would speak clearly. In these next two months, God, that you would speak clearly. I pray that this sabbatical season would be restorative. God, restore Dan's soul, I pray. Restore Aaron's soul. Restore their marriage. Restore their family. Father, where things have been broken or lost or stolen, I ask that you would restore them. I ask that you would restore a passion and a vigor for ministry. I ask that you would restore strength in his being. I ask that you would restore a love, God, a love for the people of God and the word of God. I ask that you would restore his intimacy with the living Christ. I ask God that you would restore, Lord, uh, um, Father, a, a dreaming God. Help him to dream again of possibility of the things that you want to do in and through their lives as a family. I pray for fun moments. I pray for adventure. I pray for days to sleep in. I pray for order, God, and disorder. God, I pray for good goodness to meet them and kiss them. I pray that you would recall him. God, call him again. Call him afresh into the ministry like you did for Peter, God. Lord, you called him in the beginning and then you called him again. And I'm asking that you would call Dan again and you would call Aaron again and you would would equip them for their next assignment, God. And Father, we commit as Antioch that we will be beside them and be behind them and we will be for them them. And Father, everything and anything that they need for us to help them, God, we commit to it today and we send them this day in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's celebrate today. Let's lift our hands together. You know, as Dan was sharing, it dawned on me that not not just ministers have had brokenness in churches, but, you know, there's been a lot of people that have had just bad experiences. And so what I'd like to do today as we come to the table of the Lord is I'd like, I'd like to pray for anyone and everyone 
who's experienced pain or brokenness or disappointment, and even, even that you might still be wrestling with that. And, and I don't want to put anybody on the spot or make anybody feel uncomfortable, but, but as a pastor, I would like to know who to lean into and who to cover even more deeply in prayer. And, and I think it's helpful for even us as a body. And if you're here today and you would say, man, I, man, I got really hurt in a church, or I just felt like I was mishandled, I understand there's two sides to every story and I'm not going to try to track down every, it's it's just enough to know that you experience some measure of pain. And if that's you, could, would you be so bold to stand this morning, whether you're on a ministry staff or whether you served as a volunteer or whether you were just in a church and you just felt like, man, the way this was handled, man, this is, I'm still working through this. This, this has hurt me. Um, Maybe there's a level of mistrust. Maybe even coming to church every week is hard for you. I mean, even just being in this space. Man, my prayer today is that the way that Dan and I have fought to, to, to have what you've seen here today, that somehow this would just cause healing to spill out to you. And we want you to know we carry you. We carry your experience. We carry you. And I want to say I'm so sorry. Dan, I want you to pray with me here in a minute. I'm so sorry for whatever disappointment, whatever failure, whatever woundedness, whatever judgment, whatever betrayal you may have experienced. Maybe you walked into a place and, man, maybe you just felt like you got burned up and used and you were unappreciated. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe you felt like you didn't have a voice. Maybe you felt like you came in and tried to become friends and you were just perpetually rejected. Friends, my prayer is that Antioch or another church would be a source of healing and a source of restoration for you because I'm looking around at you guys and I'm just I'm, I'm just looking at the value in every single one of you, what you bring to the table, man. It is so amazing. I can't imagine this house without the Ruizes and without the Coppers and without you, Hudson and Jonathan and Sam and Amelia. I can't, I can't imagine this house without what you bring to the table. And man, if, you, if you're telling me you're still wrestling with this, God, I can't even imagine who you're going to be, who you can be, man, when some of this gets lifted off of you completely because you are powerful and good and dynamic and you're so beautiful and so needed. And so, Dan, come on up here with me if you would. In the name of Jesus, I pray today for you. I pray for you today right now that the brokenness and the disappointment and the fence and the hurt that that you experienced in the body of Christ, that you experienced through the family of God, through a pastor, through an elder, through a board of elders, a board of trustees, a board of deacons, through friends, through staff members. I'm praying today that the spirit of the living God would touch those places and heal you. I'm praying today that your heart would be opened up afresh and anew and be reborn afresh and anew. I'm praying that the grace to forgive would well up inside of you and that God would put a special grace upon you to forgive to forgive entire bodies of churches. And for some of you, it might be the church universal. It might be just the church generic. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit of the living God would so pour out love and forgiveness on you that out of the overflow of that, you, you just become a conduit of God's forgiveness to the church 
and to pastors and to elders and and to those even specific names and specific instances, memories, moments. I pray that he healed your emotions, the panic, the anxiety, the anger, the bitterness, the soreness, the critical spirit, the judgment, the fear. I'm asking that God would touch those places inside of you and heal those places inside of you because I say to you, we need you. We need you. We need your laugh and your smile. We need your voice. We need your brilliance. We need your gifting, your giftedness, your anointing, your talent, your ideas. We need you. The world needs you. The body needs you. The kingdom of God needs you. And so, God, I pray today that, Father, as you continue to heal, that you would also awaken and you would also activate the goodness of the gifting of God inside of your people today. In Jesus' name. Father, we, every single person, that has been wounded. We speak the restorative power of God in their hearts and in their lives. God, we just say where where the seeds of fear have been planted and taken root, Holy Spirit, come in and uproot fear and uproot insecurity, uproot rage and anger, uproot isolation, uproot rejection. Up, God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that under the ministry of your Holy Spirit, they be empowered to move forward and to embrace all that you have for their lives in Jesus' name. And God, I just pray that relationships in, in the previous era of pain would be reestablished with new hope and new life. And God, I just pray where there, where there is wounding, that they would be transformed in the way that only you can do, but it would be transformed to become the very strength of tomorrow. It'd be the, it'd become, it would become the grace of overpower, overcoming tomorrow. Lord, I just believe that those weaknesses and those woundings and all the accusations of yesterday in your hands, God, they become the blessings of tomorrow. And we just bless these people today to experience the fullness of your work. So let a spirit of love and tenderness reign. Let there be a crossing of the Jordan by which we can never look back to the previous season in the same way, but through the lens of a baptism of love, we see things afresh and anew. Healing in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Antioch Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about us, visit AntiochCOS.com.